0: Listen in on
1: episode three of the Root Growth Podcast, where we speak with Harvey from Dorset Hemp Co. We discuss the Europe CBD Expo and his journey from quitting his job in January and starting his own company selling CBD edibles.
0: Uh, We went both days, Friday and Saturday. Yep. And how did you find it? We only went for a little bit. It wasn't massively long, but it was worthwhile doing, you know?
1: Yeah, it was good to see what people were selling and what was just going on. I thought it was like kind of in two parts. The people who were selling the products mm. and there was a lot of claims being made. And then there was the comp- the, the actual talks were a bit more, they were quite informative. Yeah, Almost, they were
0: really good. Yeah, So they many were interesting quite, people.
1: Yeah, a little bit contradictory of what was going on out front, really. It was quite interesting to see.
0: Well, you had a lot of Americans there who are obviously way ahead of the game in terms of medicinal cannabis. Yeah. And they just have access to a, a plethora of things that we don't hear. I mean, we have access to CBD and that's it. So that's the market we're in. And, and, you know, we all just have to adhere to the law. That's fine. But whatever. Let's hope down the line it changes and then we can all have access to everything that's actually going to help people. But yeah, Why do we s- will see. Where do you see it going with CBD? Because I've been
1: giving it some thought for the last few weeks. Well, mm-hmm. since the last two weeks since then, and I kind of see the emphasis being more put on cannabis. Like it seems like CBD is almost like the thing that's opening up the door for cannabis, and that's going to be the real. That's winner.
0: the idea, and that, and I think I think anyone who's in the market, like myself, is in you know years down the line is intentionally hoping that's where it goes. Yeah, and you know we're all just operating in the CBD market at the moment because we can. And obviously, we know that it helps people. And, and the great thing is CBD is a fantastic tool to raise awareness about cannabis in general. Yeah. Because if you say CBD twenty one, the first thing people say to you is, oh, that's cannabis, isn't it? And it just opens up a conversation, whether that's a negative or a positive conversation. It's a conversation that's worth having in my mind. Yeah. Whether you've got someone sat in front of you going, oh, cannabis is shit and poo-pooing it and whatever, it doesn't work, or you're just a pothead, whatever great i don't care what people are calling me or or what people are saying as long as the conversation is being had so i think cbd in in our country is a a really great tool for that um because it's really starting to get people to know about cannabis know that it's uh, you know the great thing is is if we start with cbd and really really hone that market in the uk then the UK is only ever going to get known as a place where medicinal cannabis thrives. And I think if we do ever become legal in this country, it's going to be the same way California does, in the sense that it's going to, we'll have dispensaries and such, but it's going to be, you know, a little bit, you know, in that gray zone operation thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the way the UK market is going to go, it'll head full on into medicinal. I don't think we're going to get recreational use. You know, anytime soon, um, yeah. because England is England, every MP that sat in that Chamber of Commons. Got a stick up their arse and has done for the last 30 years. And don't, quote me, don't quote me on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in my mind, that's what it is. And that CBD Expo was great for that because there were people from all walks of life. And you had people like me who were uh, a little company who's starting up. You had punters who were just really going there to get themselves a bit of knowledge, get a little bit of interest, which is amazing considering that it's £40 pounds a ticket. So, £40 a ticket for people who are just going there to find out a little bit of something, something is pretty cool to me. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. And, I was quite and, and impressed was, by all the stands. Oh, yeah. But I, I was equally unimpressed by a lot of stands as well. Sure, in what aspects? Well, in the aspect of boobs and suits. Ah,
1: uh, yeah. That, yeah, I know what you. I was impressed by
0: how big the stands were and how polished it looks but then yeah, now, see the, those are the big companies from america
1: yeah but um, then i was thinking <laughs> the boobs and
0: suits was very that was very peculiar yeah i noticed a lot of people walking around like that and i was like i don't know what's going on here really well, this is the thing is the boobs who are trying to attract you and, and they're literally there just to give out their flyers and free bags and then i kind of ignored all those companies yeah. um because they're just big american companies who know that they can sell cbd in the uk so all they're doing is churning out cbd products and they they put a different branding on it yeah it all still gets imported from america um and don't get me wrong they do great products they really do but they're all about the company they're not about helping people at all and they're just there to give out flyers in my mind the people who we really connected with going round were the little guys Um, whether that be individuals walking around or people who genuinely had heart and soul in it at each stand, they were the people we connected with most. Yeah. And, you know, it was a great event.
1: It was a good event. It was my first one doing it, and I enjoyed going around chatting to hear what people were doing, obviously from a marketing standpoint as well. found it interesting because, obviously, we've got to make sure everything we produce is compliant, but Mm. a lot of the stuff we saw there – was definitely not compliant. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how come, it's really
0: annoying, Well, this is the thing.
1: How come they can say this and
0: we can't, but? Well, I'm exactly the same. I was literally walking around there going, I got chewed up by um, the Cannabis Trade Association last week because apparently I was making medical claims on our Instagram and Facebook, which mm, in turn I was, so I deleted them all fine. Yeah, but it was nothing I had said. It was like clients saying your product's doing really well. You know, it's really helping me. It's helped me with my arthritis, my pain, and blah blah. Mm. But I'm not allowed to say that. And I'm, you know, sort of had an argument with the cannabis trade association, saying, "Look, it's not physically me saying it." I said, "People who have used my product and have said it's helped them,". They said, "Yeah, but you're making medical claims, just, right? Okay, fine." So anyway, I've stripped them all down. I, I was going around there thinking, "How come I get it in the neck, being the little guy at the bottom of the pile, but these big, 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 big boys yeah. aren't getting stung with?" 30, 40, 50 grand fines. It's just bizarre to me. I, that's what I'm having
1: difficulty with at the moment. Because they've got, I was walking around and there was an Israeli um, pharmaceutical company and they said their product helps relieve headaches. And they said, We're not saying that it stops headaches, it may help relieve it in 50% of cases. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think we can say that still. But then You'll I come. yeah, but and then I realize so if I don't understand, it's
0: hard because if someone says, oh, it helps me with this problem, then I'm kind of like, well, well this, this is what we say to our clients when they're producing a, a review for us. We say, Look, we'd really love you to write a review, but just don't be specific. You can't say it's helped specifically with my arthritis. You can just say the product's really good and it's really helped in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just don't be specific. And people get that and they're like, okay, fine but it still makes me look like a shyster, you know, because I'm calling up our clients, they'll really love a review from you, but can you be delicate about it? And yeah. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes uh, me feel like I am vlogging actual weed, you know, and it might as well be. Yeah, <laughs> I agree
1: with you. It's really, that's actually what I said to our content writer. I said, it's making us sound even more dodgy, the fact that we can't mm. talk about these things, <laughs> because we're mm. always like skirting around the issue. We're like, we're selling this product, but You can't know what it does. It's just a bit vague. Great. So we wanted to talk about your brand.
0: Mm -hmm. So we might as well start off with what's it called and what you're selling. So obviously we are called the Dorset Hemp. Well, we are Dorset Hemp Companies um, is our registered limited name. Um, Reason being that we went for companies is because a big um, ethos of ours um, is trying to create as much synergy with other companies as we can. Um, the reason we want to do this is because when we started Dorset Hemp Co., we were trying all sorts of different oils for my girlfriend's um, chronic pain disorders. And we noticed that from looking in specific CBD shops or even in Holland and Barrett's or whatever it may be, um, that there was always this disparity between the actual milligrams in the bottle and the percentage it, it said. So we started, you know, so I thought, right, we you know, we've got to make something that actually that we know exactly what it is. And we went forward from there. So we noticed that obviously there was a difference between the percentages and milligrams. And I knew a bit about, you know, how cannabis can help people, of course. And so I started doing some some research into it to try and make it a home for for Lizzie, because, you know, spending 80 quid a bottle to actually get the true milligram strength, you know, was a price that we were never going to be able to keep up with. Uh, and Lizzie's got fibromyalgia and degenerative disc disease. So these aren't disorders that go away. Um, sure. So it, it was all about a pain management thing for us. So we knew that we couldn't spend £80 every two weeks for a, you know, a bottle. It's just not going to work for us. So I had to start making it at home for her. And I was making stuff like chocolates, brownies, and, and other bits and bobs. But so you growing your honesty. own crop doing this. You are growing your own crop and then extracting the CBD and creating your own edibles. No, in, in all honesty, I was doing it from um, from whole flour. I started doing it when I actually I was googling the CBD stuff for her and everything, and it wasn't till I just I don't know why I thought I'm going to see if they do CBD flowers if anyone does CBD flowers or or whole hemp or whatever it may be, Mm. Um, and started googling it, and a few companies came up to me. I was like, wow, I had no idea that that CBD flowers were a thing at this time. Um and the different percentages between them or or anything like that. So as soon as I typed in CBD flowers into Google, this this world opened up to me. Um, so we started ordering that um in bulk. Um, so we started ordering CBD flowers by ounces and stuff. So I was making her a few bottles personally. Of course, that was expensive as well. So there was a few companies I reached out to um, to essentially just say, look, can you give me any discount? My girlfriend's suffering. You know, I make this stuff at home for her. Um, but I need to get the flowers cheaper. So we were already down to about eighty pounds a month we were spending on this, uh, you know, with the flour. So I was trying to get it down, down again, um, and reached out to a few of these companies. Told them what I was up to—that I'm making for my girlfriend. I make a few different products, from capsules to brownies for her and cookies and stuff like that. That I do all with raw flour. Yeah. Um, and one company, the Good Buds, um, came back to me, and I was still at work at this time. And it wasn't until um, the Good Buds came on to me. Um, and he said, he said, Oh, have you ever considered packaging and, and marketing what you do? And this light bulb went off in my head and that was actually on the 8th of January. And this light bulb went off in my head. We were from the 8th till the 10th, we were away in London and, and I was saying to Lizzie all about this was, you know, we've got this company. They so said, we want to market it, blah, blah, blah. So we started thinking and we jumped onto a create your own logo website. And I just chucked in, I said, Lizzie, what do you think of this? Dorset Hemp Co, Countryside CBD solutions, and the little little hemp logo. I, said, I love it. I think it's brilliant. It looks awesome. So this idea literally infected us like a like a virus. You know when you get an idea in your head, you're just so passionate about it, so yes. keen. Um, that I went back into work on the 11th um, of January and this idea had completely consumed me. So I started slogging away, slogging away, slogging away. And by the 30th of January, on the 29th of January. I had a screaming row with my boss and it basically got down to him saying, right, mate, if you don't like it, there's the door, you can fuck off. So I slowly took the key off my key ring uh, for the office. I threw it at him and said, fine, you can go fuck yourself. So I did that. And so between the 11th of January and the 30th of January, we had gained enough traction for me to feel that quitting my job was all right <laughs> That's um, like and only a three-week period how did you do that then so but on that trip back down from london we took a pit stop in portsmouth right um, and we took a pit stop in portsmouth because there's two cbd shops there and mm-hmm. um, we basically went into them and said look we're thinking of doing this company what do you think you know are there any products you'd like us to make like us to trial um i'm trying to make something a little bit different and the woman grabbed a bottle of Pinnacle off the shelf. Um, she said, could you make anything like this? And I read the instruction. I read the ingredients. It was vegetable glycerin and whole flint, hemp flour. So I said, yeah, I think I, I think I can make that for you. I'll get it done. I'll send you up samples. Um, so we actually had another trip up to London the following week after that. Um, so I actually managed to create samples, and, and I stuck little um, just printed off um, labels on them and took them straight down the following week. Um, and the woman there, she was really impressed. Wow, you guys work fast. Um, so yeah, you know, I wasn't dicking around. This is what I, this is what I wanted to do. So she was really impressed and, and made an order for 150 bottles instantly. Sure, very um, really good. Varying, varying range. Yeah, and um, this is before we had labelling, packaging, anything. She trusted in me. We'd had really good conversations with her, and and that was it. So we went straight away with that. Um, then it took me about four weeks to get all the packaging done, choose the color of bottles I wanted. You can probably see from our Instagram, we started on the brown bottles, which to me was a little bit clinical. I wanted to be a bit more brighter than that. So we switched to blue bottles, um, which are a little bit of a bigger expense, but fuck it, I wanted them. Yeah. Um, so we, we'd done that. And of course, I was talking to my family about this and, and everything. And my family had started, started to hear murmurs that I had quit my job because I was a bit nervous about telling them. Yeah, And so I went around to my grandparents' house, who are very much more like my family. And I went around there and told them everything. Said, look, this is you know, Sorry, they're very much more like my parents. Um, I said, look, this is, you know, I've quit my job. This is what I want to do. And they said, great. We love the idea. We think it's great. In fact, we're going to give you £3,000 to get going with it. Wow. That's handy as well, right? Yeah. So, and I hadn't asked them for money at all. In fact, I was talking, I went there to talk to my granddad about helping me apply for uh, a loan. Um, and he's he's very uh, business minded and, and I hadn't written up cash flow before or a year's projection or any of the shit the bank was wanting or, or, or had asked for. And so we were both trying to wrap our head around this paperwork and he got equally as frustrated as I am. He said, Do you know what, we could go through all this 19, 20 pages of paperwork and they still not give you the money. He said, Do you know, who's going to give you the money, me. <laughs> I went, OK, fine. Um he said I can't give you the 20, 30 grand that you're after, but he said I can drip feed you three thousand pounds to begin with, and then we'll see how you get going, we'll go from there. Yeah, we that, haven't that needed it we, as well. It was <laughs> far more helpful and that and that loan had no payback time, no nothing. It was a it was a straightforward, here's some money from us see if you can make your dream come true. Yeah. Um, if you have 20 to 30 grand, it's almost too much. Um, it is a bit. And, and you can go wild with that on spending, yeah. like, you know, converting a premises and getting loads of equipment, getting yourself a nice company car and all you, that. You don't need it. Which is what I had planned, you know, and I had all that projection in my, in my investment plan and everything like that. Um, so I had to strip it back to the bones and say, and my grandmother was like, right, what do you actually need to get going? So right, I need bottles, I need labels, I need vegetable glycerin, I need hemp. That's it. So that's what we bought. We spent the two and a half. They gave us two and a half grand to begin with. We spent thirteen hundred pounds on a kilo of hemp. We spent another eight hundred pounds on on a thousand bottles. Uh, and yeah, and a few and a few other bits of equipment. And we went we got going from there really. Yeah. And um, we started to get the brand was getting noticed, um, which was really cool. And um, so there were a few circles, that, especially around Dorset. We stuck with the name Dorset Hemp Co. because I grew up in Dorset, so I very much found that anything that comes out of Dorset typically is an instant trusted brand. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Whether you're in you know London circles or wherever you may be, if you're the Dorset something, people know that's you know from the countryside. It's hearty, it's wholesome, and trusted. And yeah. um, that trusted element was a real, real big thing for me because when you're going to the CBD market. Again, we noticed that disparity. We noticed there's a lot of shoddy products out there. Um, so I wanted to be instantly known and trusted. So having the Dorset Hemp Co. was, was worked for me. And it obviously did because it, it got the traction we wanted. Um, and by the end of March, we were in about 10 shops. That's wicked. Yeah, it buys you the trust, right? You're a, a local business creating this uh, lo-
1: local product. And then you're going into shops that are close by to you. There's this trust and yeah
0: exactly minority, that's that's really good exactly and so i had to have that instantly um and people got that as well which is really good and um, so the company in bournemouth who had barely opened their doors they were still um conversing their premises but the bloke needed to start making some money so i said look i know that you haven't got a lot of money i don't want you to take it all off me so we've been doing this with a few companies who said look i'll leave you with 10 of each bottle that's what i can do i'll leave you with 10 of each bottle see how you get on. Marcus has now ordered six and a half thousand pounds worth of stock of us in the last two months.
1: And that's just from literally turning up places, giving them like 10 sample bottles just to
0: see how they do with it or do they like it? Yeah, exactly that. Just say, look, pop them up and pop them onto your shelf. Here's the instruction cards. Here's that. Um, You guys know about CBD. Let me know how you get on with it. Now that's failed in a few stores and the stores that it's failed in is the vape shops. Yeah, Um, because vape shops are really interested. They're really great punters that, you know, they're really, really interested. They love the idea of it. But they have no idea how to sell it. Yeah, no idea how to sell it. And and I've spoken to a few vape shops since. Say, look, how are you getting on? Do you need anything more from us? And I'm like, well, it's still sat on the shelf, mate. And, and okay, fine. Yeah, um, I
1: think um, from when we first started marketing, we had quite a lot of interest from people who had vape shops, and they thought yeah. it like a natural progression just to go over to CBD. But yeah. they, they're, it's not, cli- it's not for them though. No, their clientele are different people from who want to do CBD. It's complete. They
0: don't really. I don't think they're too interested in... They're not. Uh, they're ex-smokers. But... It's, a, it's a smoking market, which is a dying trade. Yeah. So in, in my mind, vaping shops and all and vaporizers and everything are the last hurrah of a dying trade. Yeah, um, that makes sense. To me, so the vape shops aren't, aren't a good avenue at all. But anyway, that, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want me to say on what we are, why we did it. I mean, Yeah, well, well why... we're, going
1: in, we're going into um, some of the other questions as well, what is really interesting. That's how you've been tackling your marketing because you've yeah. obviously done that very well because you you had a job you're able to quit your job within a few weeks of doing it and it sounds like the biggest way you're getting out there is you're just getting your feet out on the ground just going to local shops giving them a few samples explaining
0: what the product is with leaflets yeah. and then saying you know what come back to me i've just took another guy on board as well jason um single dad has been for the last six years he really wants to get into cbd he's got absolutely no capital. So I've just done the exact same for him as well. I so said, look, take 10 bottles off me, see how you get on. And I'm I, I'm actually coaching him through the whole process. So he was like, oh, I'm just setting up my company on my, uh, I'm just setting up my, my website on Wix. So I was like, get off Wix. Don't do that. Oh. Go away from it. Sorry, because um, uh, they, they don't have any um, payment processors. There's no one who can post, process the payments for CBD. So, And I'll be um, surprised if Wix will allow CBD websites. Yeah, they definitely don't. So <laughs> <Sorry>, that's, <laughs> um,
1: that's what see. we're trying to reach all these people who... They don't do any research and they're, they're making the same mistakes over and over again. And then they come to this us, and say, How do I accept payments on
0: Wix? They're like, Get off of yeah. Wix, you've, you've messed up already. Yeah, well, this is exactly what I said to him. I said, Look, you know, it's Jason, I very much want to be your coach in this. So I said, Look, if you've got, I said, don't spare the details on me. I said, If you want to sit and call me and chew my ear off for half an hour about which companies you're using, who you're setting up with. I said, just call me first and dump all the details on me because I said nine times out of 10, they're probably hurdles that I've already jumped over. Yeah. Um, so just, just send it all my way and I'll tell you yes or no. Um, so that's, that's really good with him now. What other avenues have you gone down for marketing? Or are you concentrating on the um, face selling? Just general social media marketing. Um, we hire Soho Social just to to try and boost our page a little bit. Boost your page? What do you mean, organically on search engines? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so They just do it organically. So they do um, a few comments. They they, unlike, they unfollow and follow people for us. Um, all in you, you know within our category. Right. So on Instagram, you mean? Yeah, all Instagram, all Instagram based. Yeah. I tend to do everything all Instagram based because it can just filter through to Facebook very easily. Okay. Um, so you- whereas if you start things on Facebook, you can't send them to Instagram. Well, you can, but it, it doesn't translate quite as well. Sure. So you're just at the moment, you're just concentrating on Instagram, just doing a bit of following, unfollowing, and
1: just commenting, really.
0: Yeah, basically. And obviously, that's something I want to boost. You know, I want to plug loads of money into getting in newspapers, local newspapers, all, all that sort of stuff. And obviously, TV adverts if I ever can. But I just don't have the capital for that at the moment. It's not, yeah. I mean, that, that's years down the line in my mind when. We've got thousands of pounds coming out of our area and I've got 200,000 to check at marketing. What but shops right now are, I
1: don't. What shops are you, um, are you approaching to get the CBD into? So are they health food shops? Is that where you're There's going? There's a
0: little to? variety. So the health food shops is, is, is a good one. Yeah. Um, again, health food shops is, is a great market for it. But they feel like the staff they employ yeah. don't really know how to sell it again. Sure. Um, so although it's up there, it's one of those things that sits in the corner on the top of the shelf and really has to be told about, sold about, you know. So they're, they're great. And so I have approached a few of them, but they're very slow to, to get the ball rolling. That You know, they like their little health food products that they've got going at the moment. And especially around here, they're, they're quite quiet little shops. Yeah. Um. There's Grape Tree, who I want to speak to, who've got like 110 plus stores. Um. So we've spoken to them most recently. So hopefully they do bulk as well. But there is a variety of stores that we get into. I mean, there's a, a few CBD cafes popping up. Sure. Um. They're quite cool because we do a, a big bottle of our tincture as well because it's water soluble. And mm-hmm. um, so we advertise to the cafes that they can take a large 250 ml or 500 milliliter bottle. And they can just drip that all into their coffees, so they can serve CBD coffees. Ah, um, okay. so there's a couple of coffee shops that do that um, yeah. as well. So they love having that idea. So and a few just general um, sort of like health food based um, coffee shops. Yeah, um, there's a specific CBD dispensaries um, as well. So the two down in sport in Portsmouth, um, one's just been shut down now, but the other one is a specific CBD dispensary. And there's going to be a few more of those popping up and down the country. The chap Jason I just mentioned to you—that's his dream as well. He wants to have a CBD dispensary, um, essentially, um, in the area. So th- those are the sort of likes of shops that that we like to get in because the turnovers frequent with them. Yeah. Um, so they're always having top-up orders, and, and it's it's small and it's small and frequent. But there are some bigger fresh fish I want to fry, as it were. Yeah, just to um, it's just hard get into the yeah, get into exactly. the decision so, I mean, makers as, right. As we do a water soluble liquid, I mean, at the CBD event, there was a chat. Did you see the bare CBD drinks?
1: Um, uh, I don't by think the bar so.
0: Right on the second maybe, day, he was there. Maybe not. No. Either way, they they did a variety of drinks. I spoke to him and said, "Look, you know who, who's giving you your water soluble CBD at the moment?" He said, "Oh, we well, you, you know get it imported from America, and it's costing me a bomb." I said, "Well, look, you know if you don't want to have all the import costs, I can do that for you." So. We're in conversations with the likes of people like that as well, CBD producers who are already producing a product that might just need the wholesale CBD as a background, especially yeah. for drinks companies, you know, because obviously our, our being our liquids water-soluble, drinks companies are great for that. That sounds pretty good. It sounds like you've got um, a good foothold and you've got a good direction going on right now. Hmm, that's the idea. Whether I'll pull
1: it off or not, I don't know just yet. <laughs> no, well, you're doing it right. To be able to quit your job and then to get some traction like this, that's, um, that's pretty good going.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been a lot of work. And I've just, do you know what, in all honesty, over the last month, I've just sort of, my balloon's just starting to deflate a little bit. Were there any other questions you had in regards to like, the, why we did the edibles or anything like that? I think we're okay, because the edibles, I think we covered because you were making them anyway, right? I started doing it because Lizzie hates smoking and vaping, and then she wanted just to be able to take her CBD in a, in a fun way. So, you know, she loved fudge. Uh, actually, it was our first vegan market where there was a, a guy doing hemp butter. Yeah. Um. But he was also doing a vegan fudge from his hemp butter. And Oh, right. wouldn't it be cool to do a CBD fudge? So he started doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really unique um idea. The fudge,
1: um, mm. what you're selling there, I really like that idea. Because I was looking around the sweets and stuff, I, I I can't really get my head around what um the sweets are. What they were shifting at the event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really get the sweets. I mean, I want them because people want them, but I don't really. Did you pick up the little rock candy? Yes, so like I did. Speech. Yeah, did you, did you try one of them? Uh, the little cubes, and not the little cubes. Uh, those I am getting made. They're yeah. um the lozenges. We're going to expand yeah. into them um, yeah, yeah. shortly because yeah, they're makers. They're good, those. Yes, yeah, so that's the next product we're going to bring out. Is the yeah. lozenges.
1: Yeah, they were, quite,
0: really they were quite cool. And they were very flavoursome. There was one inside, I think
1: it was, they were called uh, THP. I can't remember what they're... Yeah, they're the ones they're... who are
0: giving out them in jars. They're an
1: American company. Yeah, exactly. And I tried them, but I'm not sure quite the
0: concept behind all the sweets yet. They were just sweets in my mind. I don't think they With everything that we've done, we've tried to make sure that you know it's a hemp something. Whether yeah. it's a hemp chocolate bar or a, or a hemp fudge or a, you know, or a hemp sweet, you can taste that it's got hemp in there
1: yeah um, yeah it did just taste like a different variation of like a haribo or
0: something yeah exactly and, and to me that's really really important is however subtle it is having that little hempy flavor in the background you know lets you know that it has actually got in what it's got in there and was yeah. the little rock like a like a stick of rock um, with a cannabis leaf in the center if you picked up one of them they were awesome they were five milligrams yes. a piece I did taste one of them. They tasted really strong. (laughs) Yeah, they did, didn't they? They tasted (laughs) really strong. Yeah. Yeah, so those is what I'm trying to get. I'm just in negotiations with them at the moment in regards to prices because they want 50 pence a piece. Yeah. And and for me, I'm I'm a wholesaler at heart, so I can't be churning them out a pound a piece for them people to sell them at two pounds each. Yeah. Just, you're not going to pay two pounds for that. No. thing, are you. You no, pay a pound no, no. For it. If the cafe's got a jar of them and they're five milligrams each, you pay a pound for that, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah.
1: Certainly. Yeah. Um, the price is a little bit whack at the moment. That's what um, the Colombian guy said. For you to have, hmm. for you to have enough CBD in the capsule to help you sleep, it would cost something like seven pound a capsule.
0: Yeah. Basically, and people aren't going to pay for that, and that's without packaging yet. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I want to try and get those sweets down to about. 20 pence a piece if we can do that then we're talking well that sounds good so um, yeah it's good <laughs> no. all right mate well look, lovely to speak to you perfect thanks Harvey.
1: thank you so much for listening to the rude growth podcast keep tuned for episode four